as I have mentioned, I have a wonderful guest in the studio with me tonight, and his name is Brenton Jerome. Bye, welcome in the atelier. Thank you so much for having me again. It's really an honor to be back. Listen, oh. it's wonderful. So tonight we have part two. Yes. And for our listeners who missed part one, mm -hmm. um, just give an overview, short overview, where you were, because tonight we're going to talk about mm. where you are today and what, is, what God is doing. Okay, first of all, I'm going to introduce myself again. My name is Brenton. The surname is Jerome. I'm originally from Cape Town. Um, I was heavy involved with gangsterism and drugs and from there I've gone through the stage of depression and so forth and yes I am hard of hearing but we give all the glory to God for me to be able to speak and um, since there God set me free from darkness he set me free from gangsterism from drugs addiction and everything and I am back here to continue to speak about what God does and what He's still doing. And so you mentioned that uh, you were invited to a cell group. Yes. And, and you went to the cell group, not really interested, and you know, you're just going there. And then you had an encounter yes. with the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that and, and how, how your life changed. Well, um, as I said before, when. Um, when they asked me to, um, so Brenton, who are you? And when I heard that part, what happened to me was when I heard that and I looked, everyone just disappeared. But I know that I know who I saw. And I saw the presence of the Holy Spirit. And that, it, it brought fear into my life because I started weeping. I confessed and I broke down and I was explaining everything. And then when I realized there's people around me, I stopped and I wiped my tears and I was like, what's going on? What's going on? Because this is not normal. But who I encountered was not normal, but in my spirit is normal. And because of him, the Holy Spirit, that changed my whole perspective. It changed my whole perspective because most people, they talk about him as a it or something. No, he's not. He's a person. And who I encountered changed my life. That that what um, inspired me, that what um, triggered me, because I wanted to know, who was that? Because I saw someone that I've never ever seen, but mm. who was it? Mm. And after that, like I said before, in part one, I still did drugs. I still smoked, I still drank, I still did everything normal. And then after, uh, after that, he ministered to me about the cross. Mm. What Jesus did on that cross for me. And that broke me. How did he minister to you? All, all, he, all he ministered to me through the word. Oh. Because the thing is, I never read the Bible. So you started reading the Bible? I started reading the Bible because when... First what I did is, I, I said, I want to give my heart to Jesus. Mm. Because when I heard about the cross, and, and I was reading about the cross, that inspired me to give my life to Him. Give everything to Him because... He did. He paid the price for me. Amen. And no person on earth will ever do that. And I'm like, I'm all in for that. I'm all in for him because that's what he did for me. And um, all I heard was acts, acts, acts. Yes. And I didn't know what acts is. Oh. I didn't know what acts is. And I confronted um, my brother Shane. That is now the book of acts. The, yes. Then but he you told didn't me. Know at the time. No, I didn't know because I heard acts. And I'm like, what is acts? And then he told me it's the book of acts. And then when I started reading the book of Acts, I fell in love. 
Because when I read the Bible, the book of Acts, I literally, I don't know how to explain it, but this is the only way I can say it. When I read it, I literally felt that I was in the story. Sure. Where they were walking, how they were walking with Jesus uh, in, in, in the book of the gospel, Matthew, mm. Mark, Luke and John. I was literally in there. It felt like I could feel the sand. Mm. I felt like I could hear the voices. The word became so real to me that I wanted to read more about sure. it. Then with the, at, at the, the upper room, the Pentecost, when they were baptized with the Holy Spirit, I got shivers and I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Then when I, I, I was in, not, I was, I wasn't desperate, but I was, I pursued him so much because the gospel says in Matthew 6 verse 33, seek his righteousness and his kingdom and everything else be added unto you. I wasn't really interested about the things that will be added unto me. I was more interested in his kingdom and his righteousness. That is important to me because that is added to me. Mm. And I pursued. I was in prayer. I was in deep prayer. And while I was praying, while I was praying, while I was praying, I was just praying because I wanted to give God all the glory. And I just wanted to confess his word. And that is when I had my true, true encounter. Sure. I met the Holy Spirit face to face. Yeah. I know I met him face to face. I, I was in a room praying, praying, and a chair, I saw that chair right opposite me, it was brown, and it looked like it had full of um, gemstones, yeah. that's the only way I could explain yeah. it, but this chair looked so beautiful that I, I looked at it, and boom, there is, there is, and I went, whoa, who, who are you? Because the Bible says in um, 1 John 4, 4, test all spirits. You gotta test all. You can't believe everything. Mm. You gotta test mm. all. Yeah, and and I just want to come in there, and that is uh, something lacking in the church today. Yes. Is that we just take everything that we hear, and you know, because the pastor said so, it must be true. But sometimes, well, a lot of times we don't go back to the word and test it. You anyway, you, you gotta yeah. test it, and and, and I you, I you was like, who are you? Yeah. And I started crying because he said to me, it's me. You've been asking for me all the time. And I was like, so it is you. And he's like, yes, it's me, the Holy Spirit. And we just fellowshiped. He told me about himself. And then here's the crazy part. He said, introduce yourself to me. And I was like, wait a minute, but you know everything. Yeah. But because he loves fellowship, he wants you to be in fellowship with him. You're not forced but you need to be in fellowship with him. And I told him about myself, but I was still you in the back of my mind, that? like, I'm basically introducing to myself who knows every hair on my head, who knows my thoughts, who knows everything. Wow. But that humility brought more humility in my life. And I started talking to him about me, and I confessed more to him. And his presence smiled, and then he told me about him. Because the the verse is in John ten, my sheep will know my voice. Amen. This word. You will know my voice. Yeah. You will not know my emotions by my voice. Ooh. That is powerful words. And and I held on to that. Just can we can we just stop? I word that says Sila, stop and think that word. You just mentioned that he said you will know my voice. Yes. Not my emotions. Mm -mm. Because the enemy gives emotion because the enemy knows he lost the battle. And he wants you to feel that. He doesn't want you to know that. 
And that's why the Bible says, my sheep will know my voice. Amen. Amen. And if we go to Romans 10, wow, so powerful. Faith comes, how? By hearing the word of yes. God. It's never said, feel the word of God. It's yeah. never said that. You've got to hear. You've got to hear his voice. And when you are the sheep, that's the most powerful thing. When you are the sheep, that means you are in preparation to be his bride. That, that's beautiful. I love that's the gospel. Right. Yeah. And um, then he made me a promise. And this is a promise that I hold on to because in 2 Corinthians 1 verse 20, all of his promises is yes and amen. And then he told me something that I never ever read yet. And he says, Brenton, it is no longer I, Holy Spirit, and you, Brenton. We will be as one. And I asked him, do you promise? And he said, I always promise. And since there, the supernatural of him, his voice, his movements, and everything became more real to me than ever. Then when I got to John 10, and when I read that scripture, because in mm. verse 28 and 29, mm. it said, no one, but no one will snatch you out of my hand. But then Jesus says something that is so profound to me that the Holy Spirit promised me. I and the Father are as one. Amen. That means you and yeah. I shall be one with the Father through Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ, John 14, 6, I am the way, I am yes, the truth, I and am. I am the life. Yes. He said it. And the Holy Spirit, He reminds us. Bible says yes, so. He, he reminds us what the Word says. He reminds us what Jesus says. And that's why I hold on to him. And when I try to explain, because I got a lot of questions, mm. how does he look? How does he sound? And all of these things, and I tried my utmost best to explain and describe how he is, and I just couldn't. And I was concerned. I was really concerned because it was like, am I making him up? I want to explain how he is because he's real. He's not just some spirit. He's real, real, real. He's a real person. And I pleaded with the Lord and I said, Lord, how come I couldn't describe you? Mm. I want to describe mm. to people who you are, how do you look and all of that. And that is where I got the revelation. Through his word. Brenton, you, you can't describe me because if you do describe me, people will worship the image of the description you have given. Yeah. You want to describe me? You want to introduce me who I am? If I may, yes. Ezekiel 8 verse 2. This is what Ezekiel said. I saw a figure that appeared to be a man. From what appeared to be his waist down, he looked like a burning flame. From the waist up, he looked like gleaming amber. That's an introduction to the Holy Spirit. That is him. Genesis 1 verse 2. He was hovering over the waters. That's him. And that is where I just started falling more in love with him every mm. single day. I, I wish people, like I tell people when, when I talk about the Holy Spirit, my relationship, I, I tell people I wish you could be a fly in the wall because this is how I am. I'm being, I'm being very open now on live. Mm. When I go sleep, I ask the Holy Spirit, can I hold you? Can I maybe lay next to you because I, 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 want, I want to hold you because I want to feel protected. Mm. Because of you, I'm in love with you. I love you. Mm. And then you tell me, but can't I hold you? <laughs> and then I'm like, but I want to hold you. Yeah. you. And that for me has made my relationship more real with him. Even when I go out to restaurants or wherever it is, I'll order two cups of coffees. Really? One for myself and one for him. But I mean, he's not going to drink it. 
he's not going to drink it. No. But one thing I've noticed, when people come in, they want to order a coffee, then I say, why can't you have this one? Or when I order a meal, I'll order myself a meal yeah. and I'll order him a meal. And I will eat my meal. Yeah, but what then about the meal? The meal that's there, yeah. I give it to someone. I give it to someone because then I'll say, this is food, Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes out of God's mm -hmm. mouth, then here's your meal. His name is Jesus. Sure. So, tell me, oh, you know what, it's such an amazing, amazing testimony and journey. At the time when you got in, um, you were part of the cell group and you met the Holy Spirit mm -hmm. and you got mm -hmm. into the Word and everything, mm. um, what were you busy with in your life regarding work? Were you... Um, I was in... Oh, this is another testimony. <laughs> yes, tell us the testimonies. Before I... Um, when I got born again, before that, I lost everything. Like I said um, in part one, my car, they mm. shot at my car, mm. that's gone. Um, I had my own place, that's gone. I had work, gone, fired. Um, yes, um, I, was I was expecting a child, we had a miscarriage, all of that. But I don't blame anything because I was living in sin, by the way. Mm. I so and you came back from Cape Town to your to your yes, family to here in in Pretoria. Yes, I lived in my. So what happened? I had no job, no nothing, and um, after I got born again, I'll never forget it. Um, I walked into a mall, and someone who knows us for many years, and she looked at me. She's like, "Wow, you look like you have everything." And I'm like, "I have Jesus. <laughs> I don't have a job or anything, but I have Jesus." It's like, "Wow, you're born again," and I started sharing yeah. my testimony. Yeah. What happened after that is I decided I'm going to share my testimony about Christ. And um, I'll never forget the Lord introduced to me the aroma, the smell of God, the aroma of God. I'll never forget it. Um, when I, I had the smell and I still got into the car with someone because I never had a car or so. And I got in this car and I'm like, can you smell it? Can you smell it? Can you smell it? The person's like, what? I said, can, can you not smell it? It's, they say, and I didn't know what the smell, and then the person there taught me and says, Brenton, you just had an encounter with the aroma of God, with the smell of God. And I'm like, really? Tell me more about yeah, it. Yeah. And then the person said, I can't tell you more about it, but I can tell you it's the smell of God. He will tell you what it is. Wow. And ladies and gentlemen, if you, read, if you read 2 Corinthians 2, from 14 down, I think, yeah. the gospel you preach must be like fragrance. The Bible says so. His yeah. presence is like a fragrance. The alabaster. Uh, the oil. That yes, it's fragrance. Out. It's the gospel. Mm -hmm. Nevertheless, and um, I remember the time my mom and myself, we went to Uber's. And we were walked in and she was doing a shopping mm -hmm. and all of that. And as we were about to walk out, mm -hmm. the smell came. Mm -hmm. But the smell blew onto me. <sighs> yeah, like a breath of fresh air. Yes, yeah. and I stopped and I'm like, what is that? But because my mom been walking with me yeah, on this walk, yeah. she knew what was going on. So she asked me, what's wrong? So I said, his smell. Yeah. Can we just wait? And my mom said, be obedient to his voice. And right there, I, it wasn't audibly. It was in me very clearly. And he said, turn around and go to those two guys there and tell them that you want to apply for the position this year as a visual merchandiser. And I said, okay, Lord. And I turned around and I went straight to those two and I asked them about the position. Yeah. How do I apply for this visual yeah. position? And they looked at me like, uh, well, yeah, yeah. and then the one says, did you go online or something? Because the post that you're talking about is internal, it's not external. It's only inside for the company. 
And I couldn't explain to them because they're not born again. You can see mm-hmm. they don't have a relationship with mm-hmm. Christ. And I said, I just want to know where can I apply. Then the one guy that I spoke to, without knowing anything, when I came to come drop the CV because I didn't know where to drop it, mm-hmm. then he told me, hey, I also want to tell you I'm also from Cape Town. I'm like, wow, really? And then they told me I need to drop it at the regional office. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay. Went to the regional office and then there's a box that you need to drop your CV in. Yeah. And I saw a whole lot of CVs and I said, Lord, no. you told me I must apply. And I put it down. And I said, thank you, Lord, for this opportunity. Whether I get this job or not, thank you. Thank you. A week later, um, like I said, I love to testify the gospel. Mm. I just want to share the gospel of what Jesus Christ has done in my life. And I'll never forget it. I was sitting in this house with these elderly people and I was sharing the gospel with them. What Jesus did, how amazing is he? Mm. What does the word say? How you can be set free? I explained about the Holy Spirit and everything. And boop, I got a telephonic interview. Oh. Got the telephonic interview and I said, thank you. And I said, thank you very much for the opportunity. And I sat down and still spoke, spoke, spoke. Then they called me in for an interview. Yes. I said, wow, Lord, thank you so much. I went there. I'll never forget it. I went there. And I said, Lord, this must be from you. When I sat down, the guy who's going to sit and write the notes, he was from another religion writing everything I spoke about. The person who interviewed me, I literally saw how the person's mouth moved because then they asked me a question. Tell us something about you being successful in, in a task yeah. or something. And then I asked, is it previous job or yeah. in general in life? Yeah. And right there that woman said, her mouth was controlled. Moving. Yes, yeah. moved. And then she, all she said, tell us about church. How do they know about me or church? I never said anything to them. And then I told them about me with serving. And how successful what I served became successful. The, uh, the interview was for an hour. For 45 minutes or over, I just spoke about the gospel. This person from another religion keeps writing everything down. He's like, wow, wow, wow. And the interview was good. It was really good. Yeah. And I, I left. And then I shared with the home cell. Hey, I went for an interview. God is amazing. This is yeah. great. And all of this. Then the person who I know that knows people in the company. Yes said to me, um, and that guy also told me, we just want to tell you that um, Woolworths decided to take someone else because the position was internally. They're taking someone who had previous experience. I said, okay, no, Ah. cool. Great opportunity. Then I went back to Homesal and I explained everything. Yes, yes, yes. And they said, no, don't worry and all of that. And then I remember the story about Moses. Moses by the mountain. Um, Because like I said, I started reading the Bible a lot. I just couldn't get enough of the word of Mm -hmm. God. And then I remember the part where God wanted to destroy. He wanted to destroy the Israelites. And then Moses changed God's mind not to. And I said, Lord, if Moses could do that, I'm standing faith and in agreement in that. And I prayed with the homes of people. But what I said, I didn't speak it out loud. I prayed it because I wanted to pray and do it like Moses. And I said, Lord, if it's your will, mm. I ask you mm. to please change those people's mind mm. that they do hire me because I want to testify who you are. And I just said amen and I never told anybody about mm. it. Seven days later, 
I get a phone call by Woolworths and they're telling me, Brendan, we just want to let you know that we decided we're going to employ you. You can come work for us. That's prayer. That's the power of prayer. Sure. Uh, wow. All glory and honor. Uh, to amen. You. Hallelujah to that. It's all glory. Did I manipulate God or did I command God? No. Nope. No. I said, Lord, it was your will. Let me testify you, please. I want to testify Jesus anywhere and everywhere. So, yeah, this is, is so so amazing. So, you got the job at the company. Yes, I got the job. And then you went to work there. Are yes. you still working for that company or what has happened then? I mean, obviously, you have so many stories to tell. So, so many, like, so know, many, so many. Yeah, um, so you went to work for the company and, I mean, the Lord just... Open the door for you. He, he opened a lot of doors for me and he gave me a lot of favor in the company. Mm. Where one day, a lot of people got saved in that company. A lot of people saw the manifestation, the power of God there. Mm. there God told me once I need to work late. And I obeyed. Like I said, mm. I love to be obedient to the word of mm. God. And I obeyed and I worked. I did everything. And I was wondering at the back of my head, why am I working late? To serve mm. fully? And then when I had to go back to our offices that way, but this way, the staff entrance. The Lord said, don't go to the office, go to the staff entrance. Mm. When I went to the staff entrance, everyone is shouting and screaming and like panicking. And I'm like, what's going on? Mm. A lady was laying on the floor. God is my witness. Her eyes were rolled back. Blood was coming out of her mouth. She literally had a fit. She fell, had yeah, a fit. Yeah. And that's when I asked, that's why I need to work late. And that is when I got the peace of yes. I dropped everything and I went straight to her. And I just held her and I just started talking to her. And I just said, please bring me this, bring me that. I was speaking like a doctor and I don't know anything about that. And they just brought the stuff and the operations manager was standing yes. there. And he said, just help print and bring everything. He just, he just knew what I was doing. And then I remember the Lord instructed me, let me heal her. And that's when I understood. I started praying into her ear. Mm. And I declared the word of God to her. I declared the word, what the word says. I mentioned scriptures to her. And I said what the word of God says. There's healing. You are a child. You are not defeated. You are chosen. And I just spoke and sure. I spoke. And, sure. and then I, I started speaking within the spirit into her ear. And when I commanded within the spirit of her ear that she needs to arise. Because the, the Bible says, arise, dry bones, arise. When I shouted that, because there was a dome over us where I couldn't hear anybody anymore. Mm. It was just me and her. You were locked out. Uh, out I, was, yeah. I was just out yeah. of it and I'm praying. And right there, when I said that, she just went, <gasps> she caught a breath, her eyes came back. But here's the crazy part that all of us saw, all of us saw it. We can't find the blood. There was no blood, no nothing anymore. But you saw it from we her We all mouth. saw blood coming out of her mouth with the in the yeah. saliva. Yeah. The blood was coming out. We all couldn't find the blood. We didn't mm. see nothing. For two weeks, we were all giving God the glory. What? I saw the power of God. And that's what happened when you work late. <laughs> exactly. Because the Bible says, wow. work for the Lord. Work willingly for Him. Not, not as for men, but to the Lord. Yes, you've got to work for Him. No matter what you do. They at work, if anybody give me a high five, it's high five for Jesus. Um, they always, they started asking me to pray and all of that. And then, 
a manager walked up to me and said, Brenton, don't you want to use our platform, manager platform, to share the gospel? And I'm like, yes. What? Yes, I will. I will, I will do anything. And I started sharing the gospel there. And I got a word from a lot of men of God in all of, and they said, I, I'm, a, I'm called to do ministry. Um, I'm called to be a messenger. Mm. But that is what God also told me the day I got born again. Mm. Because he kept telling me three, 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 three. And, and I, I was working and it's mm. been three years and I'm working and all of that. And ah. that is when the Lord said to me, resign, preach and study. Okay. So three years at this company. Three years at this company. And and in, interesting is that they gave you that platform. Yes. I mean, it's a company that is open to all religions. Yes, it is. But they give you the opportunity. They gave me the opportunity to share the gospel, and that is where many sure. people outreach to me. They started sharing their what in their lives. What is in their lives, and it gave me the opportunity to pray and, and minister to them. Minister to them. I've seen insane healings sure. that two people there got healed from cancer. That. I honor God so many times yes. because these two people that got healed from cancer mm. testified and declared God fully that they even gave their hearts to Jesus. Sure, you see. So yeah. I knew what I was doing yeah. because it was God. So, so now you had this word of three and you worked for three years, then you resigned and the Lord said study and testify. Or and preach. And preach, okay. So you were also used to... Uh, Every month a salary. You know, we as yeah. as normal people, we yes. the flesh loves to get that salary, mm, and mm. we like to plan, and we and now that's gone. So what happened? Now you were handing your resignation. What then? I I I I I was. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was skeptical. Yeah. Because I didn't know what to expect, but I trusted God, and um. When I handed in my resignation, I approached um, my my spiritual mentor now, Pastor Chris. I approached him and I spoke to him about everything. And then he just walked and he came back and he said, you called for ministry. And um, the opportunity just came there. But before that, God instructed me to do ministry. Mm. And that is when I, I got the name Thy Kingdom Ministries, which is uh, it, it is it's a God-given ministry. God has sent people to, to, to participate within the ministry or, or, or partner with the ministry so that I can keep helping people and keep feeding mm. people mm. and keep doing what He wants me mm. to do. And Pastor Chris, them, they gave me this opportunity to, 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 to preach because I'll never get this part. I saw an ad in, in the church, mm -hmm. youth pastor, mm -hmm. and the Lord kept nudging you. That's you. And I'm like, no, that cannot be me because I don't have any qualifications, nothing. Mm -hmm. I, I can't do this. I'm, I'm willing to testify, but I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. And the opportunity came, but both parties, myself and the preachers, and Pastor Christian, they said we were all praying. And we're all in agreement to it. And that is when I got the question. The Holy Spirit put it so hard in my heart. 
Are you willing to work for me and get nothing in return? And I was being very honest. I'm not going to say, oh, yes, 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 yes. I was being very honest and I said, Lord, I don't know. I'm going to be honest with you, I don't know. Because there are things that I need to see to. There are things that I need to get. I mean, I have to get hearing aid batteries every yeah. month. And so, you know, yeah, basic th- stuff. Bills to pay, yes. you know, things that you need. Yeah. I, s- I was being very honest. <coughs> Coming back to the cross. Coming back to the cross. I thought of the cross. I prayed and I spoke and I said, Lord, I repent. You asked me a question. Jesus didn't even ask me that question. He didn't ask me that question. He laid down his life for me. Mm. And that's just when I went back into prayer and I said, Lord, what you asked me, first of all, I want to say, I'm sorry that I could not answer you by faith. I answered you by emotions. Yes, I am willing to work for your kingdom and get nothing in return because my treasure is in heaven. I want to give you all the glory. Boom. I got the offer to be a youth pastor. Boom. I got an offer to be a counselor at the school. Mm-hmm. Everything just started falling into place. I'll never even forget it. No, we're going to need to work out a salary for you. I said, I don't want a salary. I want to do it for God. I want to do it for God. Today, I can tell you, it is God who is paying me. It's just Him. Why? Because I said, yes, Father. Yes, I want to. Yes, I will. Because Isaiah also said, yeah, I am. Because the father asked, who will go before? Who will go speak to my people? And as I said, yeah, I am. And that is what I did. I also did want the word word of God says. Yeah, I am, Lord. I'll be your vessel. No matter what, I will do it for you. Hmm. And from there, things just started accumulating and elevating. And His grace just keeps increasing. Sure where I have to go onto my knees and thank Him. Not ask Him for anything, but thank Him. Thank you for this opportunity. Thank you for um, for allowing me to, to speak who you are, mm. but through your word, not by my opinion or by my emotions, I mean, I but, but what your word says, yes. because your word is more real than anything. Like um, I said before, Bible actually means Basic instruction before leaving earth. <laughs> I like that. It's the, it's the manual to life. Yes. And that is what I want to do because the word of God says in James 1.22, if I'm not mistaken, you've got to be a demonstrator to his word. Why? That's the question. Why do we want to be a demonstrator to his word so that we can get or whatever the case can be? No. The reason why the Bible says, why James said you've got to be a demonstrator to his word, because in Romans 5 verse 8, Paul says, God demonstrated his love for you and I mm-hmm. while we were still sinners. Where he sent Jesus while Christ. We were Come sinners, on. Huh? huh? So, sure. who are we to say anything? I, I want to demonstrate what I speak, and that's the word of God. Listen. <laughs> you are giving out not nuggets, but pieces of meat this Amen. evening. And and that is good, you know. It is so wonderful to to see you just here in front of me. And I said it in part one as well. Mm. The person that you spoke about, who you were, I c- can't see any traces of that. Isn't that fantastic? It's just me the Lord, isn't it? I mean, you are sitting here. 
you are um the lord's light is shining through Amen. you i can see he's loving you and i'm like wow god you are so amazing Amen. Nee? Because in, in, in the Bible also, it's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. You are yes. God's new creation. The oldies. There are times where I sit, or maybe I see myself in the mirror, and I'm like, Lord, seriously, me? What? You have transformed me like never before. But if we read Ephesians 2 verse 10, yeah. the word of God says, you are his masterpiece. You are his masterpiece. And that brings it it it, it brings me so weak so that his strength mm. can be revealed mm. that I'm like, Wow Lord, wow. And I don't know why I'm saying this, but I trust I'm saying this because I'm led by the Spirit of God to say this right now. Whoever you are listening, me or you or whoever you are listening. I need you to understand that in Psalm 103 verse 1, the Father says, I have taken your sin, your mistakes, your fall, your transgression and everything. Mm. And I have taken it from the east to the west. If the enemy is reminding you right now of your mistakes or whatever you are going through, the Father in heaven says, I have given you that authority and thought to question the devil and say, what are you talking about? Who are you talking about? Because the Father in heaven has taken all of my mistakes, all of my depression, all of my addiction and everything that I have repented to, not acknowledged, repented to. The Father has thrown it in the forgetful river. Who are you to remind me that? Because I am a citizen of heaven because the word of God said so. So please flee. The Bible mm. says if I resist you, you must flee. I'm busy resisting yeah, you right yeah. now, enemy. We are resisting you right now in the name yes, of Jesus. So therefore, you must go. go. You must go. We need to remind ourselves. We need to reconcile our mind sure. all times. Romans 12. Mm. It says, you need to reconcile a big, um, what's the name? You're transform your mind. You've got to transform yes. your mind. But when you transform, Forming your mind, which comes to the healing, and I want to really speak yes, about this. Yes. Brothers and sisters, us too, we need to understand our healing must take place with inside our spirit because our spirit needs the healing more than the body needs it because it is the spirit that activated the body and soul. Mm -hmm. So when you are healed spiritually, you start seeing the physical healing by the body. We need to start, we need to start believe, I mean, start seeing what we believe instead of believe what we see. Walk by faith. Walk yeah. by faith. And you know what? Um, you said a word that says remind. Mm. It's like remind. It's with your mind. Yes. And let's remind ourselves yes. of the truth of the word. And I just want to read this. There's no Afrikaans, mm. but it's okay. Yeah. Mensen op wat radio luister, gaan het Afrikaans verstaan. Dit naar Romeine 12, wat sê, in moenie hierdie, dit is vers 12 vers 2, in moenie hierdie wereld navolg nie, maar word verander dier die vernieuwing van jylle denke. En jylle sal kan onderscheiden wat die goeie aanvaarbare en volmaakte wil van God is. En, and that is so true, you know, the battle is in our minds and um, we need to remind our mind That's the greatest what, battle, is yeah. the, what is the truth in the word mm. and um, 
then resist the enemy. Yes, yes, you gotta resist the enemy. Um, some people say no, they yes, you should pray, you should uh, um, fast and everything, but the Bible says resist the devil. It never said tolerate the devil. Oh, resist yeah. the devil. It never said entertain the devil. Resist the devil. It never said um, um, credit the devil. It means resist the devil. Mm. Start doing that first before you go pray. Start doing that first before you go fast. Because then the enemy has no access into what you are resisting. Mm. That's the gospel. And when you resist the enemy, he will flee. He must flee. He That's got to flee. Says. Exactly. Everything that Jesus did in the Bible is a teaching and a demonstration what we need to follow. That's why Jesus said, pick up your cross and follow me. He never said, pick up your cross and relove me. Follow me. Mm. And you got to deny yourself every day. Mm. How do you deny yourself? By transforming your mind. And that happens when we're in the Word and when Amen. we're in fellowship with other believers. Amen. And let the Word wash over us. Mm. So, um, I just want to ask you, you're now working as a youth pastor. Yes. What a, what a field of, um, how can I say, there's a landscape yes. with young people mm. that you have the opportunity to influence. Um, with a last few minutes, mm. what do you want to leave with our listeners? Maybe there's parents out there with a teenager in the house or... Um, whatever the case may be, we don't know. Maybe there's a lot of teenagers listening to the radio tonight. There's so many, I know, there's a lot of things in you that you can, you can minister and leave tonight. Mm. But what comes to mind when we, we, we talk and chat? What comes to mind right now is identity. There's a lack of identity. But I'm not talking about identity as an ID book or identity mm -hmm. as your clothing or identity or whatever. There's a lack of identity within Christ. Mm -hmm. um, for, for, for the teenagers or parents that are listening where your child is not born again, we don't throw the gospel to them, we share the gospel. A wise man said to me before, share the gospel only if needed, use words. Because ministry starts in your house first, not outside. Mm. It starts in your house mm. first. For those who don't know what their identity is or they're struggling with mm. their identity, Bible says it, do not forsake an assembly. Hebrews 10. Do not forsake an assembly, but gather of the saints. Youth out there and parents out there, we got to allow our children, the youth, to start fellowshipping. Mm. And that is in a healthy basis. Yes, in fellowshipping yes. within the word, fellowshipping within the truth. Unfortunately, Hitler said once, if you have the children in your hands, you have the whole world in your hand. That's Hitler. If we can have the truth, and the word of God in their hands, mm. they will be transformed. Amen. But unfortunately, what is being fed a lot of youth members out there or even adults, every human being has a desire for some connection. 
some connection mm-hmm. that's going to spark them or some connection that's going to make him feel loved mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. That is the wrong connection that the world will give you. But what the world gives you will destroy you. What God gives you lives forever. And that's the Holy Spirit because that's the Holy Spirit that we have right now. Because the day when Jesus comes, the Holy Spirit is going to be no longer here. And that is the scary part. We need to be connected within the identity of Christ. So that Christ can be our identity where you are going to have the right to say. Where the Father has adopted you where you can say, mm. Abba Father. Amen. Romans 8.15, Abba Father. But then you can walk and say, I am an ambassador of Christ. I am a citizen of heaven. And that is what we need to have. We need to be connected to the word of God. How do you be connected to the word of God? Faith comes by hearing and that hearing the word of God. Be rooted into a church that's going to share this gospel. Be rooted into someone who's going to preach and share the truth to you. Be rooted into someone who can relate with you. Like I tell people, I can't tell, you're a female right now, I cannot tell you about pregnancy. Even if I study it, I still can't tell you mm. about pregnancy. Mm. I can tell you about Jesus Christ. I can tell you how he set me free of this and that mm. and that and that. I can't know everything, but I can learn everything. Never stop learning because God never stopped teaching. Amen. You know what, Brenton, what a, what a fabulous evening. And um, I think we can carry on to part three and part yeah, four. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I just want to thank you for your time and just having you here. It was such a blessing. If somebody listened tonight, they want to connect with you, they want to listen to your podcasts, mm. uh, just give us that contact details, please. Um, to, to listen to my podcast, which I post every Monday, I post it every Monday. You can find it on Facebook um, as Thy Kingdom Ministries. Yes, as Thy Kingdom Ministries. You can find the podcast there. You are more than welcome to contact me via e- um, email as info at thykingdomministries.co.za. During the week, you can contact me at Entheos. We are in Royerskrau. My email address is Brenton at Entheos Group. .co.za My WhatsApp number anytime is tea time is 063-237-0849 so that we can continue talking about the gospel. Well, amen. Thank you for tuning in tonight to Radio Pulpit. I know you were really blessed just as I I am uh, in this time of testimony and sharing from Brenton. And may you have a blessed week in front of you. And may the Lord's hand be upon your life. Right. When we speak again, shalom.